Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You, the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Matt Wazork. Tonight we're bringing you a special episode of the podcast. Sadly, my co-host Evan is out of the country this week. Fortunately for you all, we have my very good friend, former Solon High School track and field captain and diehard Buckeye fan, Michael Todovitz, in the house to take down the pod tonight. Hello. I'd like to make note right off the bat that uh, once a captain, always a captain. Uh, And Evan, you are sorely missed. Also, to all my Buckeye fans, who I'm sure there are plenty of listening to this podcast always, given your uh, disgusting bias, OH. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm a fan. I rate. I've listened. I've subscribed. Uh, by the way, everyone listening, rate, listen, and subscribe on iTunes. Give them five stars. Just in the comments. Matt will read your deepest, darkest wishes on the air. <laughs> there you go. He's, he's plugging right away. He's a natural. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Well, we're glad you could join us. Let's start with Big Ten play this week. Ohio State pulled away late from Northwestern. Uh, 45-24. I was at the game. I know that you were paying careful attention from Columbus. What is your, what were your takes? Well, uh, you know, quite a few. Coming off of that Michigan game, I convinced myself that this team was maybe a playoff candidate. Going Before then, you thought they weren't a playoff candidate? Uh, no, I really thought, I'd seen this team show a lot of flashes of greatness. Really struggled to get up for games that championship teams, and I guess we would say playoff teams now, get up for typically. Maryland shouldn't take you to overtime. It shouldn't happen. And, you know, as a delusional sports fan that I am, the Michigan game really told me a couple things. It was like, well, this team could beat any other team in the country. They could play anybody. Watch that with the prior 10, 11 weeks and realize a couple of things, and it's that better than everyone wants you to be, especially if you're Ohio State. Yeah, I thought the Buckeyes were going to have trouble getting in if they didn't jump Oklahoma immediately after the Michigan game. I, I thought if all yeah. all favorites played out and Bama, Oklahoma won, and Ohio State won, it was going to be tough for them. I, Northwestern's played scrappy all year, though. I was, uh, I'm impressed with the way that they can get up for Big Ten games and the way that they play defense and they find ways to make matchups work for them. And in this game, they're down 24-7 at half and really find a way in the second half to get back in the game. I mean, they had a huge uh, huge run and, and a couple stops that really gave them momentum going uh, into the fourth quarter before Ohio State really pulled away. Absolutely agree. And, you know, what, they had three takeaways? There right. Two or three at least. Right. Big. I mean, the, the committee looks at that kind of stuff. And what if you're Ohio State and you're vying for a playoff spot, you have to demonstrate – Clearly, that you're better than any other team. Can I ask you something real fast? Wrong in my evaluation of their Ohio State team this season, but are running backs no faster? <laughs> hey, the the Michigan ones weren't. No, that's I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I saw two off tackle runs with Maryland get ripped off for seventy yards. I'm pretty sure. I saw one again with Northwestern that was like the second he got past the line of the scrimmage, it was like, well, that's a touchdown. So, what was your take? What did you think? You think the Buckeyes are deserving of a playoff spot? Are you comfortable with? Is a Big Ten fanatic that you are? Are you comfortable with? Yeah. Two years in a row, no Big Ten team being in the playoff. Yeah, I, I don't feel bad for anybody that didn't make it, including Ohio State. They had an opportunity. You can't lose by to Purdue by twenty nine on the road. Can't do it. Can't. 
Can't, can't. And oh. you, Ohio State wouldn't have fallen that far back in the first place had you not gotten just absolutely blown out by a 6-16. Six and 16. It's the second year in a row where Ohio State's given up unacceptable amount of points in their one loss that I think really reflects poorly. Uh, I, I do think some of their, their wins are bigger, but you don't even feel bad because you lost to Purdue? Like, what, what were we doing? Some I don't sick. want you to feel bad that the Buckeyes lost to Purdue. Personally, I want you to feel bad because they hung up more points against the Wolverines than ever before. But that, that's not the conversation right now. I do feel bad about that. I, I would hope, Okay, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm sorry, Evan, that you have to listen to this in retrospect and you can't you know, maybe come back with a witty remark that I would classy Ohio State fan that I am. Um, hey, speaking of Ohio State fans, so we're at the double. Big Ten Championship, right? It is 75% Ohio State. That's about right. I'm with Evan, 15-minute fiancé, 15-minute girlfriend. 15-minute girlfriend, only person that actually attended one of these two schools, Northwestern yeah. undergrad. How does the 15-minute fiancé and the 15-minute girlfriend, how do they get along? How's that dynamic? We get along well. I think they had a good time. Okay. They sat together. Evan and I sat together. It's fun. Anyways, so I decide to <clears throat> support her alma mater. I put on some purple and uh, walking in in the in the cat gear, and immediately, guys, just like bending over the first row. We're sitting in the uh, behind in the northwestern on the edge of the northwestern section, which I'm telling you was like a corner of an end zone. The rest of the entire stadium is all red. Sounded like it. Looked like it. As we're walking up to our seats, immediately like, hey, fuck you guys. And like double middle finger. The game hasn't started yet. No blood, nothing. Just like going over the top. I understand if I had walked in there in Michigan gear or something offensive. Penn State, maybe. Mm-hmm. Really? Before the game starts. Okay. Uh, I have. I am. <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> I'd like to address this in a couple of ways. Okay. Because you're definitely uh, levying some heavy charges against Ohio State. That's just the fact situation, man. I walked by, I got, I got yelled at immediately. I didn't yell at anybody. That part, that part I believe. Now, now, did I chant, Zach Smith got severance? I might have done that. Not, hold on. We can pick back up before the Zach Smith got severance part because my no comment suggests that I'm condoning domestic abuse. Listen, you're getting heckled. They don't know that you are a Michigan fan or they sensed it. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not saying don't heckle me because I'm not even a Northwestern fan. I'm just like, you really are going to like shout at Northwestern fans like that? Like, come on, man. Is that intimidating for you? Relax. relax. Listen. This Listen. is so much to your point that I have, and that's these guys are pissed because they're traveling two and a half miles to Indiana. They don't, <laughs> what the hell is the Big Ten Championship game doing in the dome? <laughs> Four. How long has the Big Ten been around? Don't experience seasons. And how mm-hmm. many of these teams haven't had classic games in weather? And we're going to put the most important game of the season somehow. What are the best Ohio State Michigan games? There's snow on the ground. It's 10 degrees. And Ohio State comes out the victors. Those are the best games by far. As somebody there who didn't really have a stake in either team, I tell you, I, I didn't hate having the, the dome there. Didn't hate sure, it. but, I mean, what are we doing? Are we, are we hosting these games for the advertisers and for various donors? Or are we hosting this game for the fans? All right, what's your site then? Where does it go? It changes. You gotta have a change. I think you have a change. To where? Every year. Give me a stadium. Well, 
every year you want a different? No, I don't like that. I, what I like about Indy is I like that it's a neutral site. I like that it's drivable for a lot of Big Ten schools. Indiana, Purdue, Northwestern, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. I'd have to double check how far Madison and Happy Valley. Those are probably flies. But I bet they're about equidistant, though, Madison and Happy Valley from Indianapolis. For the Big Ten, that's a good spot. What I'm hearing is just immediately is a classic the classic Michigan bias against the East Coast Big Ten. That's a rich and storied history. Oh my god! About the travel time it would take to get from New Jersey to Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. Yep. Because that I actually have zero cares. Zero no, could you about how long it takes house? to get from New Jersey to there. Did you mention if the shoe was hosting a Big Ten championship game, Big House? Yeah, I don't ever want to go to the horseshoe either for the Big Ten championship game. See, that's the diff- there's a big difference between Ohio State and Michigan fans. Like, I would love to see Ohio State playing in a Big Ten championship game, regardless of it being. Now, of course, I'd love the horseshoe more, but I think that sort of mixing your identities and putting these teams in places that they know and experience, but they're still kind of fresh to the idea, mm-hmm. is exciting. It's like those hockey games they have outside, those college hockey games. I do think there is something to be said about a neutral site still being accessible and not this pro sta- this sterilized pro stadium that is climate controlled and there's no elements that you have to worry about. It's just it seemed it's the purest in football to me. It's the same mm-hmm. reason why if the Browns were to ever erect a dome so they could host the Super Bowl, I'd be upset. Mm-hmm. I just think there is a lot to weather building drama in football games. Sure. And, you know, the Rose Bowl is always fun because usually a Big Ten team that's been playing cold weather for the past couple of months, playing here for a couple of weeks, playing in Southern California, and that's exciting. Why can't we have an important game where snow happens? That's fair. Those are fair takes. I don't love the rotation. So if we're being serious and considering neutral outdoor venues, as a Big Ten fan, I would consider Cleveland. I would consider Soldier Field. Uh, I would consider Paul Brown. So Paul, ugh. Soldier Field, I think, is actually a great, great choice. Chicago and Indianapolis aren't too far away. Easy to fly to for everybody. Yeah, yeah, and you're in the city. Everybody's mm-hmm. got the same sort of city aspect to it. Paul Brown Stadium, never. I'm not. Don't worry. About that would be that. my third choice. Detroit has a dome, though, so we're not going to put it there. Vikings have a dome. I would be fine with it in Cleveland. But that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Might be nice. Might be nice. All right, before we get to playoff talk, let's roll over Maction real quick. Friday night with the MAC championship. Speaking of Detroit, at Ford Field, after stumbling their way into the MAC title game, NIU comes out victorious 30 29 over 10 win Buffalo. Unbelievable. Is NIU's third MAC title and their sixth appearance in the title game overall. Really a, a dramatic uh, finish there. I hope folks had to take it in, but I, I was impressed just in the momentum that both teams had coming in. I both, Vegas had it at seven, which I thought was really kind of beneath what, what Buffalo was capable of. But NIU look, NIU look like the team that had been there before, and they certainly have. I mean, their six years are like six of the last nine years they've played in the MAC title game versus that was Buffalo's first shot, first time over double-digit wins, and it looked like it. There's something to be said about the MAC. I don't know if it's a regional bias that we have, but it really usually ends up being exciting every mm-hmm. year, no matter what. 
and there's I think a legitimate parody in the Mac where five years ago yeah. this would be a pretty crazy uh, conference final. I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. about these smaller divisions of football, and you know Mac fans are about as rabid as SEC football fans, so <laughs> good for them. Absolutely, absolutely. Go Huskies. Central did make a hire. Jim McElwain, former Florida head coach, former Michigan assistant, is now the head ball coach for the Chippewas. Take, How do you feel? I feel like the last time Jim McElwain was in the news, he was staying naked with a fish on a boat. Now he's the Central Michigan head coach. So this is better news for McElwain here. That's a big hire for them. Central Michigan's been a place where coaches have been able to have success and have been able to you know use as a stepping stone to, to move on. Butch Jones went from Central Michigan to Cincinnati to Tennessee. Brian Kelly, same pathway, except to Notre Dame, went from Central Michigan to Cincinnati to Notre Dame. Yeah, hopefully for uh, Coach Mack had a lot of success at Colorado State before going to Florida. I wouldn't be shocked if Central puts together a couple good seasons in the next three years and and Coach Mack finds himself a, a Power 5 position again. You know what's nice about being in a Central Michigan standpoint is what constitutes a successful season. You can look at wins and losses in the conference. It's still if they get if they get sniffed the top twenty five year after for a couple years in a row, like that's that's all you really need. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. I mean, I think that they most ardent Chippewa fans may disagree, but uh, that's that's a fair take. So obviously, what they've experienced in the last three years. Um, under Bonamago was not acceptable for what they had wanted, not being, you know, less than six win seasons, not being bowl eligible. So I, mean, I think they are showing that there is a, a floor with what they'll accept or not accept in Mount Pleasant. After great. action, good stuff. So the playoff is all set. Week 15 rankings, not a lot of movers and shakers in conference week. Fresno, biggest mover up 21. Boise fell 25. They played in the conference championship, a, a regular season rematch there. Uh, going to overtime twice, uh, two just re- really evenly matched teams. I mean, that's a that's a series you can watch over and over again. Oh yeah. Oh, UCF yeah. finished out the regular season at number eight, and Virginia Tech, a team that two weeks ago was four and six, is bowling rivalry week. They took out UVA in overtime, then played a makeup game that they were only going to play if they beat Virginia. Beat Virginia, then they Marshall kindly agreed to make up a game with them, hand them a win. Make Marshall's already bowl eligible. Virginia Tech's now bowl eligible. Longest streak in the nation at 26 years. Something that goes understated. Bowl eligibility streaks. Oh, preach. You know? And if Rich Rodriguez has been your head coach, you really understand how important that is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Again, uh, I, hate, I hate to walk down this road, but boy, do I miss the Rich Rod era. Oh, <laughs> Those were the days. It was like the so the darkest Ohio State's football's been. <laughs> Still getting those wins. So so our playoff set. Yep. We got Alabama. We'll be playing Oklahoma likely. Clemson will be rematching or not rematching. Playing Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Did the committee get it right? Can we talk about the Bosa of it all? Okay. The Bosa of it all. Bosa stays healthy. Come on, man. This Ohio State team's in the playoff. 29 points? Stop it. This Ohio State team is looking like world beaters <laughs> if you have a healthy McBurk. Stop it. 
Stop it. Bosa had less tackles last year than Winovich did. I don't. He's not going to make up 29 points for them. See, that's right. I don't know if you're right, which is my favorite argument when I don't have a strong one. Is I'm not sure if you're right. But Bosa didn't play. Are you okay with the four teams that are in? Yeah. I'm glad Georgia didn't make it, honestly. That, I'm that glad. to me, is insane. I wish Ohio State was playing Georgia in the Rose Bowl instead of Washington. It, Much better matchup for the NCAA, for final rankings, for everything, because I think those are two evenly matched teams. You've got a real conversation to be had about a 16 playoff instead of maybe an 8, if an eight's too much too fast. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I guess, to me, the four teams that should have got in are in. And whatever about do... Should the Big Ten champ be left out? Or, like, what? The Big Ten champ blew it two years in a row. Had opportunities, didn't take care of business. You didn't make it. That's how it goes. You want in? Take care of business. I agree. The Big Ten regency bias, for sure. Me saying two SEC teams, God willing, somehow didn't get in two years in a row. I'd be like, yeah, well, hey, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But I'm sitting here saying, how the hell are you not going to have any less football represented? <laughs> right. But then put it in. That's the other thing that nobody is talking about, in my opinion, enough, but I'm the biggest Notre Dame hater that there is, that what's messing this up is we allow Notre Dame to to be an independent team and an obnoxious one at that in getting the influence and, and attention that they get. When there is a meeting of all of the Power Five conference commissioners, Jack Swarbrook goes as well, who's the Notre Dame AD. Like, that... Wait, you you allow one school to send their AD? No. What? Why? It's insane. You know, it, so that's one issue. I think the bigger issue, though, is the 5 and 6 teams should play. I totally agree with the point that you already made. That That's the matchup that we need. Maybe we need to lose the historical ties, which, which would crush me to let the Big Ten go away from the Rose Bowl because I love it so much. But if, if we're going to go in that road where the 5 and 6 play each other, we'd have to give that up. We'd have to be willing to give up conference ties to bowl games. And part of the beauty of college football is people do love the tradition and the rivalries and the, you know, people's parents and dads and grandparents grew up watching these bowl games because that's like, that's the only bowl game your team could go to because you were in this conference, right? And it didn't really matter what you're ranked. If you won your conference, you're going there. I think big picture, the fairest A-team setup is all five uh, power five champions are in. And then you have three at-large bids which this year is a perfect layup. I understand this is insane. This was a great year, though, just to put UCF in. Undefeated twice. I don't know. Maybe beat Clemson out of nowhere. We have no idea. They beat Auburn. They beat Auburn. They're not. So they haven't lost in two years. We we can't decide who's fourth? Okay, make it UCF. Let's make it every undefeated team. Not complicated. that's That's like, hey, you know what we value? Winning. That's who gets in the playoff if you're undefeated. Instead, we have the of should this team have been in should this would this team have beaten the other team when we could have concrete evidence to none of these teams lost so all of these teams are in right so hello that's not crazy and honestly as far as you know the the shying away from kind of the the pageantry and some of the tradition of college football with those bowl games really we've been sprinting i think full speed away from that Anyway, been getting away from some of the tradition and the pageantry of college football just by adding a playoff alone. Can't say we won the Rose Bowl. Used to be able to say we won the Rose Bowl, but we didn't win the national championship. But that was a vote. It was still kind of like we may have been the best team. We may not have been the best team, but it was a conversation. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. And I love the idea of concrete. This team is better than this team because they play each other, and we have the finality of that. 
Yep. But to suggest that the, the excitement of these smaller games would be, or not these smaller games, of these bowl games, wouldn't be present if it were an extended playoff. You could name those outer rings of those outer rounds of the playoff, even if you want to do a 16-team playoff, which I disagree with, every one of those could be the Gator City Aloha Bowl. Yeah. Or, Doesn't matter at all, so obviously I'm going to make it matter in this moment. It's like, who's better, Oklahoma or Ohio State? Who should be in, who should be in, who should be in? How did the committee split those two teams with Georgia then? Right. How is Georgia 5? The amount of SEC bias is just disgusting, and I can't say this without it coming off in a homer way, so it's just got to come out that way but you know you're telling me if if Oklahoma would have lost to Texas for the second time this season we would have replayed Alabama and Georgia again in the college football playoff they would have because Georgia's five so we would have replayed it here's Georgia's non-conference schedule from this year Austin Pay, Middle Tennessee Big. UMass Big. frightening right frightening I didn't realize that they really I mean they really challenged <laughs> Here's Michigan's non-conference opener, Notre Dame. Okay. Georgia is five. They're like, yeah, but they hung with Alabama. You also lost to LSU. Why did you do that if you're such a good team? Like, you can't have two losses and then be better than an undefeated team and this other one-loss team. It doesn't work like that. No. That, that argue, the, George, the argument that Georgia should stay in was the most insane thing that I saw Saturday. I did. Somebody phrased it this way about Oklahoma, which I did like. Oklahoma beat everybody on their schedule. <laughs> they weren't undefeated, but they beat everybody on their schedule. They played Texas twice. That's fair. Yeah, I'll that's take that. Fair. I'll take that. They beat everybody on their schedule. I think the best four teams got in. So, hey, oh, oh, who, who are the best two teams in college football? I don't know. Alabama and Notre Dame. Stop it. Who are the best two teams in college football? <laughs> I don't know. Maddie, who are the best two teams in college football? Alabama and Clemson. That's right. So, did the best two teams get in? Yes. Are they both probably going to play in the Natty? Okay, yes. Then they got it right. Then they got it right. No, they don't, it doesn't they matter. don't deserve the spot in the national championship. It doesn't matter. You have to win the game. Who, they're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. Is and, uh, You say this to the literally dozens of Oklahoma fans and, and dozens of Notre Dame fans tuning in this show on a, on a weekly basis. You say it's like it's a foregone conclusion. Are you betting against Alabama? Alabama's going to win. <laughs> Gonna win. Okay, sell me on uh, Notre Dame then, because <laughs> that's a rematch I want to watch. No, I don't think I need to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I actually have to. So if those are the best two teams, and they're going to get in the finals, and they're going to play, who cares? Five, six, okay. whatever. Oh, whatever. All right, man. What happens if, you know, if Michigan beats Ohio State, and they miss the playoffs? Hey, can you tell me a year in which you think the committee's gotten it wrong? And like the team that should have won the national championship didn't. Uh, <laughs> like, when's that happen? The one year they let Ohio State in, and we and everybody thought it was insane. Ohio State won the whole thing, and you're like, okay, well, guess they deserved it. Let's say like they let Ohio State. It wasn't a clear path for the Buckeyes. What are you talking about? They looked on the depth chart of that quarterback position. They said, <laughs> and they said, oh, you you have a middle schooler left. <laughs> And his name is Cardell Jones, and he was maybe the best Buckeye we've ever seen in the playoff. There you go, man. Good stuff. Always always a fun debate, the Sunday selection show for the bowl games. Can't wait for the most wonderful time of the year to kick off shortly. Before we get there, tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Check out UCF football. Everything they put out on Sunday was amazing. The 
memes of the uh, UCF mascot over the wrestler saying there's a pass forward, the mascot standing in flames as the uh, selection committee announces that they're still ranked number seven. It's uh, That was good stuff from uh, from UCF football. In our pick Evan's going to be sad he missed this this week. Just absolutely worked me. I went two and six, worst week of the season last week. And Evan went five and three. Uh, I'm about 10 games behind him in our season pickoff. This week, we both agree this one matchup, different version of the game. Army and Navy will meet in Philly, three o'clock Saturday. The Black Knights are a seven and a seven point favorite. Evan and I are both rolling with, with the Black Knights. Mitch, you have a take on uh, on the game? I'm just excited for it. I mean, we talked about jokingly, you know, some of the, the pop and circumstance how yeah. football, but this is really one of the better traditions in the game. It's just it's such a blast seeing all those servicemen and women in perform in the stadium. It's just like finally getting excited. It really is one of those games that like it's just fun to watch no matter who you're rooting for, or oh. if you're not rooting for anybody. The, this game is actually underrated. It's very entertaining football. Yeah, all, it is. All, rarely a blowout. Almost every year I'm like this is just fun to watch. Get to the second half of that game's good stuff. First time this year, Army has been ranked since 1996. Wow. Good wow. stuff. A clear, clear winners for the uh, Commander-in-Chief Cup. And, yeah, looking forward to, to Army and Navy Saturday. Who would you pick in a war? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. Mitch, thanks for coming on the pod, brother. Really appreciate it. Pre- Anytime you want, please don't have me back. <laughs> Appreciate your takes. Appreciate your time. Let us know how the discussion goes at the water cooler tomorrow morning. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Remember, hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. When you're at those water coolers, be sure to tell a friend and then have that friend tell a friend. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, at 15 Minute You. Thank you so much, folks. No matter what you do this week, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like either of their brothers.